Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, it's yet another creative challenge. This week, we make our own restaurant? That's right, Matt and I get into the food game as we develop a new restaurant concept right here on the show. Can we come up with a good idea in the next hour? Probably not, but you'll have to tune in to find out. This is Up for Debate. Up for Debate, episode number 101, recorded January 18th, 2018. Restaurateurs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the podcast that can and often does talk about anything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our head chef, Mr. Matt Mariani. How's it going, uh, Meter D. Sean Jennings? That is, I'm not going to take it as an insult that I, that you're the chef and I'm the maitre d' in our, in our, it's, it's not like, oh, and now our business manager, Sean, or like, you know. What is a maitre d'? Do you know? I, I, think I honestly don't know. It's just like a super fancy Something. hostess. Okay. I, I, I only heard that term uh, from Beauty and the Beast when they sing about one of the characters is a maitre d' or something like that. Yeah. Be our guest. One of the best songs in uh, the Disney catalog. Oh, for sure. Singing all about uh, different types of delicious uh, French food. And the, a good song. You know, with those horrible, those people who have been cursed to an eternity of being household goods. Yeah, Terrible. That's, a, that's a pretty dark movie. It's very and, messed uh, up. Of course, at this point in the game, everybody already knows about the beast and the Stockholm syndrome that he's imposing on Bell, uh, Bell with the bestiality. Yeah, that's a dark one. That yeah, was, that is Disney went very dark for that movie. Yeah, well, I, you know that's what happens when you base all these off those old fairy tales. It's you know Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I, I don't think we have enough time to point out how bizarre and creepy that whole story is. <laughs> um, yeah, or about the Sleeping Beauty. There you how, go. Somebody has to kiss her while she's passed out in order for to revive her. Yeah. Very creepy. But we're not here to talk about Disney movies this evening. We are here to talk we're about not. restaurants that don't exist because we're That's making right. our own, Matt. We've done a number of these creative challenges over the years. We talked last week about how good some of them were and how good some of them were not. We won't repeat that conversation. You can listen to it on our last episode. But, Matt, uh, we came up with this idea. I feel like we do creative challenges when we don't have a real idea. That's not to say they're bad. It just says that we don't have another. We make up our own topic throughout the course of the episode. Yeah, I don't see any problem with that. Is there any rules against that? There are no rules. That's right. This is podcasting. There are no rules. No rules just right. Outback, that's a restaurant. Kind of like the ones we're going to make tonight. So uh, we're going to go through and we're going to create our own concept. Now, I don't think... There are basically no rules, and I don't even think we only have... We can create a couple restaurants if we want. I don't think there's any rule that says it has to be only one. Um, but, Matt, I don't know if you did any sort of thought into how to do this. I created just a list of, like, things I think a restaurant would need to exist. Okay. And maybe we could start with that? Sure. Let's start with the list. All right, Matt, I think the first thing we need to look at is type of restaurant. There are a lot of variety in restaurants these days okay and one of uh the thing is the type of restaurant the category of restaurant and there are many different ones and i'll just list off a few and then we'll have to decide what direction we want to go in there's of course fast food there's fast casual which is like a chipotle or a panera bread there's casual dining which is like a tgi fridays there's family style there's fine dining there's uh buffets there's cafes, coffee houses, uh, theme restaurants, pubs, uh, those sort of tabletop cooking restaurants like hibachi. Uh, there are lots of different types of. We won't even. I don't even think they have automats anymore, so we probably won't count that. But <laughs> maybe we could bring it back. But I don't know, Matt. What do yeah. you? What do you? Is do you want to stick with something simple or do you want to go more exotic? How about we have a restaurant that's all of those? but broken up into different little divisions. Oh, so we create the umbrella corporation that yes, and we we extend it's the all brand through a central like a central terminal with a with a, our very own rampant AI. That's very evil. So how about the AI goes rampant every Friday? Or oh, no, no, every Saturday. Oh no. 
Matt, literally our happen. first idea is terrible. We, we cannot be <laughs> off to such a bad start. Listen, uh, it's just a suggestion. Okay. You know, we don't have to go fully through with it. But, no. Um, it, it's, you know, like there's a, there's a centralized terminal that's generally friendly during the week. But then, one I won't even say a day of the week. It just randomly, and we'll say like once or twice a month, it just goes rampant and haywire. It starts like throwing things at people and ordering the, the heat to turn on full blast while people are sitting down enjoying their meals. And it says things like, what are you doing, Dave? Is, Stop, Dave. Are you, but is this like, you like on, to hear a song? Is this on purpose? plays creepy music. Yeah, it's part of our theme. It's a theme because then when it happens, people are like, oh, I heard about this. People just, like, we're talking about this online that the AI goes rampant. Oh, so it's like those restaurants where you go and the wait staff insults you, but that's like part of the gimmick. Right, it's yeah, kind of the exactly. same thing. I was thinking more like like the Rainforest Cafe, but with a rampant AI that's kind of in charge of everything. Okay, and what would it, what would it look like? In would it like be like the future? Are you like in the future, or is it like a modern restaurant where the crazy owners put in bad robots? <laughs> no, it's it's a hundred percent like a contemporary modern uh, restaurant. So it's like a TGI yeah, Fridays, but with crazy robots. The, no, just one crazy robot that's in the center that controls everything that will like once in a while will come over to you and be like, how is your food? And it's like, it's friendly and nice during the normal hours. But then once or I don't even say like once or twice a year, it's rampant. And, and if you're there on that day, you get your food for free. <laughs> <laughs> if you make it out a lot. <laughs> You're a twisted and sick man. There's something, uh, you know. It's, it's. I can just picture it back there, just like flipping the food and going crazy, and like running at people with knives, and and it and it turns into fluctuating the temperature. It all be crazy. It'll be so great. And then in the end, they they make a big show of like one guy in the diner is actually a paid actor who is there to like shut the AI down. And they do. It's kind of like medieval times. You get to see like a like a whole play unfold before you when this guy like has to take down the uh the um computer so so what would you call this restaurant mickey's (laughs) (laughs) this is so bizarre this is the craziest thing i've ever heard this is like either the worst restaurant idea or the best movie idea (laughs) you know dinner dinner at mickey's coming to a theater near you Oh my god! We can make some money out of it either way. So someone get uh, the the purge guys on the phone. This seems like a concept for them. All right, I will write that down as our first idea. Mickey's, the restaurant with a robot that works ninety nine percent of the time, except the one percent of the time it doesn't. So here's the kicker: is what like on rampant AI AI days, we can even make it. Uh, you know that song, Hey Mickey. They play that song while the AI is like going nuts and, and like throwing food at people and and freaking out. And that maybe that song triggers the AI like to to freak out in that way. Oh, so that's your like warning to like get out now because <laughs> Mickey's about to go nuts. <laughs> no, the AI isn't called Mickey. The restaurant is called Mickey's. I I think but see I think the robot should be called Mickey, except it's an acronym. Like a bad acronym. Like the like the uh, multiple intelligence cooking and kitchen cooking and kitchen energy user. That doesn't spell Mickey's, but okay. <laughs> You're close. You're close. All right. Uh, we have something there. Okay, that's idea number one. We have something there. All Perfect. right. It's a good start. Okay. All right. We'll table it. All right. Can table I pitch it. the next one? I like this. We'll do yeah. this maybe a little rapid fire. We want, we don't want to spend too long. All right, I want to do, I want to do a, I want to do a, I want to do the fastest food restaurant. Fast food is not fast enough, Matt. Have you ever sat mm-hmm. in your car in the drive-through at McDonald's and been like, "Where is my food?" 
I don't really go to McDonald's that often. Okay, you're you're in the drive-through at Wendy's, and you're saying, "Where's no. my Baconator?" No, okay, you're, you're I'm I'm more I'm more of a Taco Bell guy, Sean. You're in the line at I'm Chick-fil-A, and you're say you say what okay. what do they always? My my pleasure to serve you. Well, do it faster. <laughs> um, they're usually pretty quick. I don't really have a lot of complaints with fast food, to be honest. Oh, but but I can certainly appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. So what I think it is, is it's a restaurant concept uh, where mm-hmm. it is, uh, the, the gimmick is it's the fastest food. The other fast food is too slow. This food is fast. How do they make it so fast, Matt? Robots. No, we did that one. No, it's not robots. You ready? It is a bunch. There's one item on the menu. A peanut what butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and that is it. And it comes in a little Ziploc baggie, and they just hand it. You just drive up, throw a dollar at them, and you take your sandwich and you go. It cannot be any faster. Yeah, no, no, no. Again, it's all about speed. You you throw it in one of those like exact change things at the toll booth, and you throw it in, and you just like put your hand out and grab it as you drive by. It's like a minimum ten mile per hour experience. Well, how about instead of even having somebody hand you the sandwich, what if just somebody comes in in the morning and takes like five thousand sandwiches and just kind of leaves them all yeah. out on a picnic table oh. and the only way to access them is to put in money so you put the money in you grab the sandwich and you go that's a vending machine you just invented a vending machine yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a restaurant size vending oh, machine no. oh <laughs> boy all right that was idea number two idea number three matt you got another one all right uh my turn um piggybacking on your idea of fast food i really like the idea of a fast food restaurant that serves exclusively non-fast food items, like uh, things that you wouldn't typically get at fast food, but you order it. So, like filet mignon, or um, like a like a uh, some kind of like like lobster, things like that. You just use extremely Escargot. high heat, extremely high heat to to like cook them. Ex- Extremely fast. Sure. And like almost unsafely fast. Sure. You get like, oh, you know what it is? We'll get the, the CERN particle accelerator. Yeah. And we'll put it in there. I mean, that, that. that superheats things to unfathomable temperatures unnatural on this planet. Yes. Um, I think that that could be a, that could be a big hit, certainly. Because you um, could go in and be like, I would like be- a whole ham, please. And boom, it's ready. Yeah. People always want food. Oh, I got another one. Okay, so you know the idea of um, you. You're a big fan of supermarket sweep, right, Sean? I, I live supermarket for supermarket sweep. sweep. All right. What if there was a restaurant that was a combination of supermarket sweep and a buffet, where you had a certain amount of time to fill your plate with as much food as possible, and if you did it in that amount of time, all that food would be free, and they would provide you with doggy bags and a little carry-out Tupperware, so you can, like, have it... You don't have to eat it all there. You just pack it for the week. But you have to do it all in the time limit, and you have to answer trivia questions at the same time. I mean, I I feel like economically, maybe that's not the... Like, I don't know how you make any money on that idea, but I like the fun of it. Yeah, well, you can market it as a game show. You can get people to sponsor it. I mean, I'm sure... Chipotle would contribute like some burritos to your uh, buffet. You can get like a local Chinese place or whatever, or Panda Express or something. Do like different themes. Uh, one day is like a Chinese buffet, then there's an Italian buffet, uh, breakfast buffet, an assortment of all the above. A mix. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about this map? What if I opened a chain of chicken restaurants and they offered chicken sandwiches and chicken nuggets and all sorts of delicious chicken food right here's the gimmick it's only open on sunday and we put it next to (laughs) chick-fil-a and we call it like we call it flickful jay yes flickful jay yes i love that and that's the whole because what's the one day of the week you want chick-fil-a more than any other day Chick-fil-B. 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 Right ne- come right next door. 
Mm-hmm. We are open, but we're closed every other day of the week. I want to make that every very clear. Don't so come there Monday Sunday, through Friday and I think Saturday. That's a great idea. Yeah. And just siphon mm-hmm. off their business. Now, it could just be an extremely low maintenance. It could be like a food truck. You could easily make that a food truck that just rents some space in the Chick fil A parking lot. Totally. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a, that is, I, I like that. Okay. Wow, we're really, uh, these are all great ideas. Yeah, we're, we're buzzing right along. Speaking of buzzing, Sean, I'm going to go ahead and resurrect an idea that I had any moons ago. Uh, since we're suggesting topics for a restaurant, I always thought it'd be kind of cool, okay? They used to have a re- I don't know if it's around anymore, but they used to have a restaurant called the Rainforest Cafe. It is still a thing. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier in the show. The, uh, I always thought it'd be kind of cool if they had an authentic Rainforest Cafe experience so like the rainforest cafe is great and all but imagine if you had a restaurant that brought the rainforest to your dining experience all right which means it comes with all of the beauty and the splendor of the rainforest and also comes with all the pitfalls of uh of eating in in uh one of nature's most beautiful landscapes um, most beautiful and unforgiving landscapes. So you would have, um, uh, you know, like panthers would be kind of like walking around, and once in a while your table might get attacked by like a like a native tribe. Of, uh, all it's all of course some good fun. So like the darts would be like sticky darts, like Nerf darts. The panther would be real. Yeah, of he course. Would be walking around making sure that everybody's okay. Having, excuse so me, are you no folks have, are, is, is everything okay for you folks today? Do you, do you need anything? Can I get you anything? The panther would would be <laughs> yeah. an employee. He's pretty good. Yeah, he, he takes care of his customers. Um, he's also making sure that there's no mice, which is a very very good asset to have. Every restaurant needs some kind of uh, mouse mouser or mouse deterrent. So. It's a great idea. Malaria-infected mosquitoes. Speaking of bees, though, um, what if we had uh, a restaurant that was themed around honey? Like, everything was honey, honey chicken, honey um, mashed potatoes, honey uh, waffle. Like, everything is a waffle. Everything is a honey-made product. The waffles are shaped like honeycombs. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of bees constantly flying around everybody. Yeah, Matt, I, I'm starting to sense a trend in your restaurant that you really want to... Do you find restaurants now too tame? Is that the problem? Are, are you, like, too, <laughs> too complacent in your restaurants currently? I think, I think you're definitely getting my point here. I, They're I, too boring. I, my dining experiences are just too safe, Sean. They're just too just too safe. Like, I know what I'm going to expect. It's going to be, you know, a bunch of, like kitsch crappy decorations on the walls and like lifeless environment after lifeless environment i'm just kind of just trying to spice it up a little bit just just trying to bring in that joie de vivre you know well let me pitch this idea at you you kind of inspired me with your supermarket sweep idea uh i'm gonna expand on it a game show themed restaurant where in order to eat you have to win at game show type question it's like double dare Except the physical challenge at the end, or the, uh, what is it, the obstacle course at the end, it's made of the actual food you have to eat. Okay, I like that. You know, but and it's fun. throw in, the people that they select are the people, all right, so the, the owners of the restaurant are watching everybody, like, enjoying their food and whatever. The ones that they select will say, like, a date that's not going so well, okay? They're observing one table, and, like, awkwardness is developing, and, uh, the girl is looking around, looking at her phone. The guy is, like, also looking at his phone. And things are not going well. So the, the, you know, they, they keep going up to go to the bathroom because they want to get out of there. But then, all of a sudden, the restaurant owner comes over. Hey, you guys are going to join this game show. And they have to do it. And they have, <laughs> and they to, do have to do or, it. Or their bill gets tripled. Ooh, wow. So, that's, that's, so, so that's you're really gambling by eating there. You could be the one chosen. Yeah, well, as long as you can go there and have a great date and then and, and not be chosen. Right, then it's just a regular restaurant. Yeah. But, like, say there's a table of, like, it's like a family and, like, the kids are being bratty and, like, the babies are crying and, okay, whoops, well, the whole family gets chosen to be at this game show. It's very Hunger Games. Yeah. 
I think I'd like to say it's poetic justice, but uh, for all the people that are eating restaurants that are, uh, you know, not enjoying themselves, this can be a, this can be like a turning point. Like, like go, let's rewind a little bit back to that, that couple that's on that awkward date. Okay. They do this game show thing together. All of a sudden, you know, like they have something to talk about and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. You're, you're making, making matches. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this could be a whole big game changer. That's a big idea. Big idea. Sure thing. Sure thing. Speaking of game changer, all right, how about a restaurant that changes every time you go to it? What do you think of that? I think that's confusing, like all of our it's ideas. like a Rubik's Cube. We could call it a Rubik's restaurant, all right? So whenever you go there... Okay, the first time you go there, it's something like a, like say a sandwich place. All right, but then it's almost like a pop. Think of like a pop up, but it's it, it itself is constantly changing forms. It's like it's like a um, it's like a, a particle in space with no defined dimension. Yeah, but like it's, how, how it's aggressive like are you constantly changing? How aggressive are you going to get with this idea though? Is it like just a different type of cuisine every week, a different type of location yeah. or is it like one week it's a restaurant and the next week it's a food truck and the following week it's an app and then the week after that it's a box of cereal <laughs> on your supermarket shelf and then like I think we could start we could start small and then build off and see where it goes from there. We could just like change the type of food at first. Mhm. It can be like uh, a, it could start off as like a, uh, a hibachi place, but then all of a sudden the hibachi place is now a pancake house. What's that? The pancake house is now a diner. What's that? The diner is now a B and B. Oh, and what's that? The B and B is now an auto body repair shop. That's confusing. <laughs> And then you think you're crazy because every time you drive past it, it's something different, but that's the theme of the restaurant. It's the Matt Mariani experience. That's what happens to Matt on a daily basis. <laughs> if you want to know what it's like to be Matt, stop by this restaurant. It's very confusing. Hey, it is. It's hard to keep track of things like that. So now uh, Rubik's Restaurant. Rubik's Restaurant. I'm going to add that to the list. Click. All right. Rubik's Restaurant. Now, I got an idea because I think people really enjoy um enjoying their meal in the atmosphere of the movies right we've got a bubba gump shrimp company we've got uh planet hollywood right we have uh you know people like combining hard rock cafe i guess to some degree they enjoy combining restaurants with the movies matt but i don't think there are enough fine dining options in that space so i think we should do an upscale fine dining version wrapped around some of the more serious films, okay? Schindler's List, for example. The Restaurant, okay? We're talking very serious stuff. Um, what about, um, uh, what's the, I can't think of the fucking, the name of the movie. The Lion King. No, the, the war movie. War Horse. No, the one without the horse, with the Tom Hanks. Oh, um, you're thinking of Mr. Nelson's War. No, that no, that's Charlie Wilson's War, and no, that's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, I think I think it should be a very somber tone, and then I think like a good sort of theme restaurant. Um, they act out parts of the movies right in front of you. It's an immersive experience, like we've talked about, really amping up the action. Where uh, it, just using Schindler's List as an example. Um, there, there is a Holocaust scene while you're eating All your right, dinner. I'm going to stop you is this, there. Have, I, have we about, finally gone too far? I'm going to stop you there, and we're going to say no to that No, idea. it's Holocaust education, but we man. we could say, how about, if you want, we could make a, we could make a restaurant about um, Bambi. Bambi's a really sad movie. And it, it seems like your goal is to make a restaurant that's very sad. No, I want a restaurant that's thoughtful. Okay, I want a tasteful, a tasteful. I want people to really. I want you to leave with a full stomach and a thought-filled mind. Oh well, then all right. You would love this idea. How about we have a philosopher's pub-style restaurant? All right. In this restaurant, you eat pub food, 
and various philosophers throughout history join you for a conversation. Oh, like actors portraying the the philosophers. That's really interesting. Is it So like picture it, you're you're eating like a big bowl of stew and then all of a sudden, you know, um Friedrich Nietzsche comes over <laughs> and he says if you stare into the abyss long enough, the abyss will begin to stare back into you. And he just walks away. I think I had a nightmare like that once. (laughs) And then Kierkegaard comes over and he's, he's like, are you enjoying your, your, uh, your, uh, your beefsteak? And he says, one day we will all die. We belong to a meaningless universe and God is dead. Then he walks away. And then your waiter comes up and says, hey, can I refill those Diet Pepsis for you? <laughs> this sucks, Matt. That is a... Wow. I, I think the Schindler's List restaurant was more fun than that. My goodness. And, and then, of course, John Paul Sartre. And he comes up and he's like, what is existence? What does it mean to, to truly be alive? Are you truly alive? Am I? Would you like to see our dessert menu? <laughs> no, this is weak. Only then can you truly feel alive once you've tried the cherry cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Only, you know, I do like that idea if it's fantastically cheesy. It's got to be like so, I don't want it to be serious at that point. Then it's got to be like, they got to lean into it. All right. So every every waiter is a different philosopher and they comically chill anything on the menu. Well, they got to get those tips. That's right. I I would want Karl Marx personally. I think he'd be really a really funny guy to hear shill things. But anyway, uh, we could have a restaurant that's a one hundred percent shill. Like they just shill for corporations constantly, and that's how we'll get it paid for. Oh, oh, you know, we'll do it like in NASCAR, where the waiters will wear like logos all over themselves. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to Matt and Sean's restaurant presented by Butterfinger. Don't lay a finger on my Butterfinger. At the end of every single sentence, all of the waiters like have to plug some kind of company or idea. Yep. Wow, that order was fast. You know what else is fast? Getting your oil changed at Jiffy Lube. <laughs> they have the fastest, they're the fastest in the business. Jiffy Lube, Jiffy right, Lube. right down the street, exit 16. Just take the first left. <laughs> yeah. That could be fun. That's not the worst idea. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Again, but you really got to like hammer it home. And then like all the food, all, of- <laughs> all the dish names have to be like sponsored. Be like, you know, oh yeah, I'll have the meatloaf yes. brought to you by the Ford Motor Company. Yeah. And I'll have the uh I'll have the the apple pie brought to you by Microsoft. Yes, clever. Oh, yeah. Uh, to be ironic. Yeah, I'm not feeling that hungry. I'm just going to do the Greek salad presented by Chobani yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's fun. I'll have some, some uh, TD Bank sponsored eggs, please, with a side of, uh, you know, AOL bacon. Now, Matt, I, I got another idea for you, okay? I Because I, yeah. I like the idea of... The uh, I gotta write the I'm keeping a, I'm keeping track so you know um, so we can look back at all Pepsi of our great ideas. By Pepsi. Um, so I like hibachi style, right? They cook right in front of you. That's so cool. The big grill and they they kind of and they chop it up. It's very interactive, very fun, right? That's kind of what we're going for. I think they should do that, but only for an all cold, all vegan restaurant. They mix the lettuce map right in front of you. That sounds awesome. I mean, it's I, be it's very that. interactive. Sure. The quinoa gets okay. moistened like close, so close you can touch it. Yeah. It, why? Why? Why stop at a vegan place though? Like, why not just have the hibachi place that makes cheeseburgers or anything? Really, I hell, I'd love to see them prepare anything on that hibachi grill all day like spaghetti would you watch to make spaghetti on a sure. hibachi grill yes totally let's see it happen i bet they can make I bet they can do it i bet they find a way i would pay 
easily a hundred dollars for you to go into an actual hibachi restaurant and challenge and them to make sp- <laughs> i bet you can't make spaghetti on that grill i bet you can't go ahead try do you it. can't do it i bet they could i bet if you just poured a bunch of boiling water over those noodles something would happen <laughs> oh no on that grill matt's gonna burn down a hibachi restaurant this is a very <laughs> bad idea I'm just, I, you know what? I'd love to see them make make waffles on a hibachi grill. I'd love to see them make, um, like I said, cheeseburgers, onion rings on a hibachi grill. They can make mac and cheese on a hibachi grill. They can make uh, salad on a hibachi grill. They do, they do very good salads at hibachi restaurants usually. So, okay, what what about this? Right, ethnic cuisine. Very, very popular, and you can get it from places all of you know cu- cuisine from all over the world. There are French restaurants and German restaurants and Israeli restaurants and soul food restaurants. It's uh, very popular. I've never heard of an Arctic themed restaurant. No, we're talking whale. We're talking seal. We're talking uh, fish. A lot of fish and fish oils. Blubber. Blubber. Absolutely. Blubber. No, that no. I don't think you can eat flubber. I think there's a warning label right on it. Do not eat. Yeah, that would be really, that would be crazy. Yeah, you definitely die. The flubber would get inside of you, like burst right through, like the alien. Oh my god, alien. That would have been a better movie. Mm, I love flubber. That was a great movie. Can't badmouth flubber, but you um you're on to something here with this arctic idea this arctic uh restaurant the whole restaurant can be freezing cold you have to wear a parka you know and you would yeah you'd be expected to dress very warmly because it'd be very cold inside yep okay and and in between meals your your wait your waiter can teach you inuit some inuit language very educational cool because then you you would revive, and then it would be reviving uh, the Inuit language and bringing it back to life. I think that'd be pretty neat. That's great. That's a good. I idea. think that's a cool experience. Yeah. They'd be like penguins yeah. walking around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you could also eat them. Yeah, yeah. It's like lobsters. You get to pick the one you eat right out of the tank, and you say, "I'll take that one." Yeah. Oh, this, this, I want this place to be real. Of all the ones we've said <laughs> This is so your far, favorite. I, I, I'm kind of like really <laughs> dreaming about this one. This one sounds like a great, great place. I got another one. So I'm thinking back to my childhood and restaurants that I really enjoyed visiting. One of them was Friendly's. Friendly's is one of my favorite places to go eat as a kid. Sure. All right, Sean, but what about Unfriendly. Go on. (laughs) Unfriendly, Sean, is a place where you're treated like shit from the moment you walk in the door. Like you're treated like crap. Like like beyond, like I know there are restaurants out there where like waiters insult you or whatever, but like this takes it to the next level. Like you generally are made to feel unwelcome the moment you set foot in the store. In this restaurant. All right? Like, nobody sees you at your table. Oh, it's not... Nobody even acknowledges you for the most part. It's not that it's rude service. It's just genuinely bad service. Unfriendly. They're just unfriendly. Like, and then everybody will give ratings online and be like, well, you know, I thought the wait staff was very unfriendly. Wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, so you think people will go there thinking it's a normal restaurant called Unfriendlies? And they'll just be curious, <laughs> yeah. and they'll they'll go in expecting a normal restaurant and be like, wow, that experience was not that great. <laughs> uh, everybody was very unfriendly to me there. You know, I was met with much hostility, and now I kind of get it. I understand why it's called unfriendly. But with the, the catch is, that, like the twist, yeah. you have the best damn food in the neighborhood. Like the best food. That's it. Like, it's killer food, but you get totally disrespected while you're there. People have to decide for themselves whether they care more about service or uh, quality of their meal. By the way, have you, by the way, do you know, not to get off topic, do you know Friendly's new gimmick? Oh, I, 
I know you don't live up <laughs> north anymore. To close and then actually closing? <laughs> what is their new gimmick? Yeah, going out of business, no, that's not it. No, because I, I went into <laughs> Friendly's to get some ice cream with uh, with my brother, uh, and the, the the lady said, hey, you know, the waitress said, oh, have you been here recently? And I said, no, because I don't eat at Friendly's. And she said, oh, well, we got this new thing going on where everything on the menu is under $7. And I said, bullshit. <laughs> no, I don't. And so we scan the entire menu top to bottom, and literally there is no item you can purchase at Friendly's that is more than $7. That's called they're going out of business. You can. I've never. <laughs> I've, to get rid of their stock. I've never thought of a less God, appealing so promotion. Sad. I love Friendly's. Oh, man. And by the way, the food there is terrible no. now. It's awful. And it, and it tastes like you paid $5 for that burger because you did. <laughs> but it's like, what? how does that advertise you as a good restaurant? Be like, new. We've improved Friendly's by making everything much cheaper. <laughs> Be like, no, Friendly's was already cheap. You took your $8 burger and made it $5. Okay, super. But you made it a thousand oh, times worse. Wow. You just, yeah. I guess that's what you have to do. You lower the price, you got to lower the quality too. I, I, it was very friendly. It was very frustrating. God, I love their. I just, I love being in a friendlies. Like I could spend all day in a friendlies. It's just it, the atmosphere is great, and I love their ice cream. I love looking forward to the ice cream at the end of the meal. Like I, that's just what I enjoy about friendlies. Like where other place do you go where it is expected that you're going to get ice cream at the end of the year uh, at the end of the meal? Dairy Queen. That's not. Well, all right. The Dairy Queens that have grills, some of them don't have grills. Some of them are just straight up ice cream. That's true. But I guess you're, I guess that's true. You could go to a, to a Dairy Queen and expect and get, to get like a Frosty or something. It's not the same, though, because it's not, it's not like a Sunday. Like at a Dairy Queen, you're getting like a, you're getting like a shake. Beer. There are, there are other, I think we don't know about them because, but I know there's like, there are a couple on the West Coast. There's like Farrell's, I know is one on the West Coast, like ice cream parlor slash restaurants. Oh yeah. No, there are a couple. I, I, over the summer I was, when I was in Michigan, I went to one, I forgot the name of it, but it was like Wally's or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, no, there's places that, that do that kind of thing for sure. But Friendly's to me was the only place that I ever went to as a kid that the ice cream was an expectation. Yeah. It was like, you're going to get your grilled cheese. You're going to wait like three hours for it. <laughs> you're going to get your grilled cheese and then you're going to get your ice cream after. God damn, they took a long time to get food out of Friendly's. I, I don't know what the deal with that was. That was just my friendly's experience, like all across the map, though. Yeah. It, it wasn't like just the local one near me. Like every friendly's I've ever been to. You wait an excruciatingly long time for your food. Yeah, they suck. And it's food that should not take that long. It's, it's goddamn grilled cheese. Yep. It should take like three minutes to make, but... Yep. <laughs> no, they... That's just the friendliest experience, I guess. Yep, not a not a great restaurant. I agree. Hmm. What if we had a restaurant that was called Not a Great Restaurant? And the market... <laughs> it's not a great restaurant. Don't come in here with too many expectations. Lower your expectations. And it's just very okay. Everything is just very, very much decent. Oh, wait, there you have that. It's called Applebee's. Boom! Boom! <laughs> Applebee's, you just got slammed. Yeah, Applebee's suck. Applebee's does suck. Eventually on this show, we will we will get into restaurant rating. Someday. Someday. You know, man, here's an idea for you, okay, for restaurant, right? You know what, you know what, what is, what would you think is America's favorite kind of cuisine? American food. Wrong. Try again. Wrong. Try again. Wrong. No, America's favorite cuisine is movie theater food, right? But where's the only place you can get it? A movie theater. What if you're just about your normal day and say, I would like a giant tub of popcorn and some uh, milk duds. Where are you going to get that? You can't. We're going to open the movie theater restaurant. All the fun of the movie theater, but without the movie. Um, those big, those sodas as big as your head. We'll, we'll have those. The big, the big tubs I, of popcorn. I, I, I would go to. This, <laughs> I know you but would. Then I would be expect. I would be expecting to see a movie right after that. Like, I would be eating my food, and I would be like, why am I not watching a movie right now? No, but you're just sitting around conversing with friends and having a nice time like you would at any restaurant. 
but you're eating like nachos and shitty reheated pizza, like DiGiorno pizza yep. and like uh, yep. like hot dogs that taste like somebody just like sat on them for 10 hours. They, they've just been rolling all day long. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Those hot pretzels uh, in the box. Yeah, totally. We'd have all that. Yeah. But without the movies. Would, it, would, would, I still, would I still have to pay movie theater prices for it? Though? No, that's the best part, because movie theaters have to jack up the prices on those because they don't make any money on the movies. At our restaurant, we don't have to do that because we're not paying for the movies. So you get a deal. So that $13 tub of popcorn is now like $8. It's a no-brainer. Okay. Maybe. Maybe maybe there are crazy people out there, like like deranged people that would go to this restaurant. I mean, Matt, maybe I'll just remind you, you know, some... To be honest, if you gave the option between that restaurant that you just pitched with the movie theater and, and my Rainforest <laughs> Idea restaurant, I think you'd have more people at the Rainforest, Sean. More people would get mauled by a goddamn panther than eat movie theater food. I guarantee it. Yeah, but Matt, why would people go to the real, rain fair, the real Rainforest Cafe versus just going to a zoo? Because of, <laughs> I mean, that's, you basically built a zoo with a restaurant in it. Because the zoo, you have to walk around. And the, the Rainforest Cafe restaurant, you can sit on your ass and eat Rainforest-themed food. I'm like, not buying uh, it. That's <laughs> like, I don't know, what kind of food would we have there? Rhino fries. Right. I don't think there are rhinos in the rainforest. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. What's the phrase? And Gasping at straws? I don't think there are rhinos in the rainforest. Nah, I don't know. I'll come back to that one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I, I, maybe I'll... Do you want me to pull one out of the trash can? A rejected idea? We had a trash can idea? Yeah, well, this was prior to the show. It was from the same brainstorming session that brought you great ideas like the real Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, the, and credit for this one goes to uh, an old roommate of ours, Mike Rudden, who came up with the idea of, of the real TGI Fridays. Do you remember this one? <laughs> this, the, the, Not really. Keep going. The, the idea was that when you go to TGI Fridays now, thank God it's Fridays, you don't really mean it. You don't, you're not really thanking God it's Friday. So the, what the restaurant does is it kidnaps a member of your family like earlier in the <laughs> yeah, week, right. like on Monday or Tuesday, and, you're, and they send you like a ransom note, and they're very concerned about your safety, and like the drop point for the ransom money is at TGI Fridays. And so, and, and you get there, and your family member is, at, is kidnapped and held at the TGI Fridays, <laughs> And you have to negotiate their release. And you truly are thankful it's Friday because you don't know whether your loved one is going to live or die. Yeah. I don't even know where the restaurant part came in. But that was basically yeah. the whole concept. <laughs> this is just a hostage negotiation. It was. I guess maybe you all sit down to a meal at the end of it. At the end of the experience. <laughs> yep. And you, you truly thank say, God thank God it's Friday. And this nightmare is over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that one. <laughs> what a bad idea. That's it. Are we out of ideas? Mm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, Spinning my wheels here. I mean, I'm trying to think of a funny joke on family style restaurants. Family style restaurants. Yeah. Uh I don't know. They're like they bring you they bring like not enough food for the table and you have to fight over it. I don't know. That's not a I was thinking the I was thinking of something along the exact same lines. Isn't that weird? Well, I was thinking it's either funny if they bring you too little food or way too much food. I was thinking like they give one like one person at a random seating uh, randomly seated in the in the in the restaurant gets the food from all the other tables. Oh. Like they just keep bringing the, all everybody else's food to this to this one table just to see what everybody else would do. 
I don't know what they would do. Maybe would they would they like team up? Would they form like an alliance and be like that guy is getting all the food? We got to go say something, or like would they just sit and just sit for as long as possible? That'd be a great social. I love experiment. it. Like create like a caste system within the restaurant where they're like those at the yeah, top and those I at the bottom. What yeah, like if they go over and he's like, all right, I'll give you your food, but you know you have to pledge fealty to me now and 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 tend my land as a serf or something. I like that. That could be fun. It's very. It's kind of like medieval mm-hmm. times, but like more aggressive. Yeah. I was thinking there's another format you could go where uh, you get different people's food, and then you have to go over and actually initiate a conversation with a complete stranger to trade your food back. I like that. So, so that you're learning bartering kind of, skills. That'd be kind of neat. Oh, you're also you're also reaching out and making a possible friend for life, you know? Yeah. Um, well, most exchanges would just be like, oh, I think I got the wrong food. Here you go. And then they're on their way. You could kind of manipulate the situation into like maybe planting like an paid actor in there to like mess things up even further mm-hmm. by, by like refusing to give the food back or by saying like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is exactly what I ordered. I don't know. I like that. Giving people experiences. I'm, I'm all about experience. Like like an escape room. Okay. But with food. What about this? Mm-hmm. A secret restaurant. No name. A secret restaurant. No marketing. Nobody knows about it. It's a secret. And you have to solve a puzzle to find out the location and operating hours of the restaurant. You have to like... There's like a guy on a street corner and you have to go up and say like... The, the the code phrase you know the 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 falcon cries upon the mountains and he says all right go go to this spot and he hands you a map and then you go to that map it's like a basically lock. yeah and yeah. there's like a combination lock you got to get the numbers for and then that unlocks a safe and inside the safe there's like a a GPS beacon and then that directs you to uh, you know, another guy, and he says, no, I'm the wrong guy, you gotta go the other guy, it's like a whole thing, <laughs> it takes you like a couple days to figure it out, and then if you're lucky enough, uh, you you, d- you discover the actual location of the restaurant, which is an unmarked door off of an alleyway. See, the problem with that is, like, that would be amazing, you know, in like the 90s, but because everybody has goddamn phones and Snapchat, that secret is now ruined. No, Matt. Because somebody's going to, some idiot's going to take a picture of the, of the door. Yeah, but Matt, boom. And then people will know where it is. Combine it with the Rubik's Cube restaurant. So it's never in the same place twice. Ah, and it is never the same thing Exactly. Twice. It is the zeitgeist of restaurants. Yep. And you have to solve a, an intricate puzzle to even find it wherever it may be. And then you get to the end. You don't even know what it might be. You get to the end, and then all of a sudden, it's like a... You know, it's a it's a crepes shop that's on a that's on a barge in 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 the Hudson Bay. Who knows? It could be anywhere. <laughs> you know, it could be an app on your phone. It could, it could be an yeah, app on your phone. It could know. be an interactive, immersive VR experience. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it could be the next president for the next candidate for president of the United States. Maybe you don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> or maybe it's a tortilla factory in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Who knows? It could be anything. Anything. That's the beauty of it. The possibilities are endless. That's right. Wow. That's like almost too innovative. It is. It is. That one really transcends all the other ideas that we've come up yeah. with in, in its insanity. Yeah. But in its just, just creativity. That's, that's brilliant. That's I'd like to ponder on that. Yeah, one. don't any no one no one take our idea. That one's a, that one's a good one. We're gonna want to hang on to that one. That that's got some. Put a little, yeah, put a little star next. To I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep out the idea. Star it. In the edit, and uh, and then that way no one will know a really great idea. It's uh, Oh, that was a good one. God, Matt, what have we done? What have we wrought upon <laughs> this world? Would you like a recap of some of our great ideas? Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, put them up. All there. right, here we go, Matt. Let's r- let's rank these, okay, and and let's score them on the order of 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 one to five. How likely you would be to eat at this restaurant, okay? Five being obviously the most likely, okay. 
First idea. Mickey's. A restaurant where a crazy robot operates the restaurant. 99% of the time it goes great and you enjoy your food. The other 1%, it goes berserk and tries to kill you. <laughs> How would you, what are your likelihood at eating at Mickey's? One to five. I would, if the food was good there and, the, and I like the atmosphere, I'm, I'm going to go with the solid five. Wow. I would totally like to eat there. Yeah. That's, I would give it like a one and a half. <laughs> I just love the idea of this rampant AI freaking out and, like, changing, like, the temperature and, like, blasting, like, fire at me and, like, throwing kitchen utensils and then all of a sudden, like, hey, Mickey, hey, 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 Mickey, he's, like, blasting over the, like, the, oh, no. <laughs> the restaurant loudspeaker. I think that would be amazing. Well, the one guy is, like, trying to fight it. This is awful. All right. Idea number two, Chick-fil-B, B, the Chick-fil-A restaurant that opens next to Chick-fil-A, but is only open on Sundays. That's uh, a little bit pretty, pretty fair, I think. I, I would probably, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't want to betray Chick-fil-A, so I would only give it a two. No. I'm going to give that a per- But at the end. Yeah. At the same time, like my desire to get Chick Fil A exponentially increases on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, maybe a three. Okay. I'm gonna give it a perfect five because it's a win-win. You get you get Chick Fil A esque food and you get it on Sunday, so it solves a need in the marketplace. All right. It all depends. It all, I'll, I'll I'll put another star on it. Only um, it all 100% depends on. Um, are we going to use blatant ripoffs of Chick-fil-A sauces? As oh, well? God, yeah. No, this is going to infringe on so many copyrights, it's not even funny. Okay. All right. Well, and I'm, yeah. in. I'm in for four stars. Oh, totally. Okay. Uh, how about, Matt, the real Rainforest Cafe? Experience the real Rainforest as you enjoy some fine dining at this restaurant that combines the thrill of nature with the tasty meal you've come to expect. Uh, this is this is more of like a one and done. Like I think I would I would probably peek into this restaurant and then realize it wasn't for me, and then leave. <laughs> so I'm going to say like probably like a like a two star. I think you got to be out of your mind if you're going to get the rainforest experience. That's a zero for me. I'm giving that a zero. <laughs> you can get very badly hurt. I, I would and uh, I, and or die. I want it to exist, and I want someone else to eat there. I do not want to eat there. Especially with a wild panther roaming around, oh, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be out of your yeah. Mind. No, a malaria-infested mosquitoes, quicksand pits. I mean, this is this is insane. Like half these restaurants <laughs> would literally kill people, Matt. <laughs> I just want excitement. I wanted like a thrill when people go and enjoy our our. Food. Remind me to never go out to dinner with you. This is terrible. <laughs> okay, how about this Rubik's restaurant? The restaurant that may or may not exist. It's incredibly hard to find. Well, we know it exists. No, we do we? We don't know what we don't know what form it exists in. It's constantly shifting forms. It has many forms. Maybe the real Rubik's we Cafe is inside all of us. Well, that might that might be it. Like it may <laughs> That's just, the final form. <laughs> it may be a concept. It may be a feeling. Maybe it's a it, maybe it's a single dad just doing his best to raise his kid. Mm-hmm. It may be the sunshine. On a bright summer's day. Exactly. It may be that the, the, the last bit of life that flickers out of you when you die. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> that be the Rubik's restaurant. That's right. Yeah. Or it could be a or it could be a, a waffle restaurant. You know? It may be that little thing on the end of a shoelace that you still I still you don't know the name of. Yeah, the shoelace end. Mm. Yeah. There's a name for him though. It's called know? Rubik's restaurant. I give it five yeah. out of five. Great idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's five a winner. It's always a surprise. Uh, all right, how about this? The Philosopher's Pub. Sit down to fine pub cuisine while chatting it up with your favorite philosophers. I think I would need to... I would go there, but I would probably have to, like, pregame before I went. I don't think I could go there, like, stone cold sober, so to speak. Uh, listening to philosophers just straight up philosophize at you in your face while you're trying to enjoy a meal probably would be a little bit better if you you know knock some back first so yeah no i would say like you I, i'm gonna put a caveat on this one like 
if the if the philosophers are played by like a bunch of like smart college professor types who know what they're talking about, I'm not interested. If it is played by like a bunch of like teenagers and 20 somethings who don't really want that job and are super apathetic towards it and like say scripted lines, but like very uninterestingly. Hello, welcome to the philosopher's pub. You know, like I want that experience. If I get that experience, that's like a four. That's a four for me. If it's just like meant to be like educational and like more like a museum, that's like a one and a half star. Oh no, not like a museum. Like this is like a like a dingy. At least in my mind, I pictured like a dingy, like rundown garbage pub that like you find in the in the backwater. Of like an industrial. Town. This seems like something that'd be at a theme park. Yeah, the philosopher's theme park. Oh no! Now that is a, uh. that is a whole new ball game. Stay tuned to our next creative challenge, where Matt and I create a theme park. <laughs> it won't be that one. Uh, all right, Matt. How about this one? Um, the sponsored restaurant. Everything in this restaurant has a sponsor. Um. Yeah, sure. I'd go to it. it it's basically it would just be out yeah, just a regular but... restaurant. It, it, <laughs> it's basically a regular restaurant. We wouldn't have to pay anything to open. Yeah, it would be a very cheaply run Applebee's. Agreed. Very inexpensive. Uh, the Arctic Experience. Okay. Yo, that that one is like a twelve star. <laughs> like I, that's I your really favorite. Actually. Once once we came up with that idea, I immediately became disappointed that something like that does not actually exist. That one was great. I love that idea. All right. Good. Uh, well, Matt, that's that's basically all of it. I have one oh. more. I actually just randomly yeah, let's one. do it. So, okay, you know they have they have trivia nights at some um, some restaurants. Yeah. Well, this restaurant has trivia nights. But the trivia get the trivia host gives you the answers, and you have to come up with the questions. What? What? The trivia host? No, I heard you. Comes up with the answers, but you have to give him the questions. And what? Like the best question wins. No, you come up with the questions. You have to try to stump the trivia host. Oh, so trivia host. If he doesn't know the answer to your question, then Oh, you so it's a whole restaurant of people working together to stump a smart stump trivia host. Like, not just a smart trivia host. He is a, a genius trivia host that knows everything because he is an uh, AI. Named Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. I see where you're going with this. Because Matt, that's a that's a and one night a, a year. Well, that's a fair point though, because what happens all the out. other days where he doesn't go berserk and try and kill people? It's boring. So we could answer trivia questions. He's playing trivia. Yeah. It's 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 right. basically Watson when he was on Jeopardy. <laughs> this is a really good idea. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Wow. And if you if you somehow some if you come up with the the a question that will stump him, you get your meal for free. And he doesn't murder you. Maybe. Well, we can't promise <laughs> that. He's a rampant AI. He, he does know, what he wants. He can't really tell him what to do. He doesn't know no. what he's doing. So. Oh, my word. Matt, we got we to gotta stop. We got to stop. This is, this is out of control. This is absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, in, in, what, in what may be described as our most mediocre creative challenge ever. One that could be described as having ideas. Is this the, is this the Applebee's of uh, creative? Probably, talent? probably. Like good enough, good enough. I, th- I think we cleared the bar. I think we I think we accomplished what we set out to do. Well, you know what? I think we'll let the uh, listeners be the judge of that. You can listen to this podcast and other fine productions on our website. Upfordebatetv.com.tv.com.tv.com. This AI is broken. Uh, Upfordebate.tv, Matt, I think is what you were trying to say. And Matt, where can people uh, where can people find us on Twitter? Uh, at handle hashtag ampersand carrot stick upfordebate.tv.com. Yes, Matt, I agree with you. Dot 
edu backslash tv.com. Yes, that's right, Matt. Add up for debate TV. Uh, uh, at up for debate TV. That is correct, Matt. And what about our email? How can people email us? You know our email. Of course, I know our email. That one is up for debate dot com at debate slash up for slash Sean and Matt dot aol dot biz. Yes, Matt. That is correct. <laughs> up for debate TV at gmail dot com. Uh, you you nailed it on the first try. That is very good. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, I frequently email this show. Yes, you do, which is weird because you're on it. So I don't know why you can just tell me these things, Matt. We talk every week. Uh, now, Matt, this is exciting because rarely do we get to tease our next episode, but we actually know what we're talking about next week. We know what we're talking That's about. That's right. Um, I don't think you know because we're not doing a show next week because I'm unavailable. Breaking news. We were going to talk oh, about this later, which means bad. the next week we don't have a choice. We're doing our Super Bowl prop. Bets, 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 bets. That's right. We're back for our third year. We are doing crazy, fanatical prop bets. By then, we'll know who's actually playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, Pink is singing the national anthem this year. Justin Timberlake at the halftime. Uh, so we will we will have all kinds of crazy prop bets. Matt is the champion so far. I think you've won both years in the past. Uh, but I'm ready for redemption this time. Oh yeah, um, you're not gonna get it though. No. But and try. I will. And I will. And that's going to be a fun one. So you want to join us on episode 102 for that. But we've got to end this episode. So on behalf of Matt, this is Sean. Thanks, everybody, so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed this up for debate. We'll see you next time for more great stuff here on the show. <laughs>